Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's just Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. How's your head? I have not had any complaints. <laughs> okay, girl. Okay, Mary. Okay, Hi everyone, it's Brendan. Like I said, um, and I'm joined today. Please welcome to the stage roommate to the show, Valerie Pritchard. Hello. Woo! We've been. Oh, sorry. Was that roommate like a RuPaul pun? Like a roommate. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so this is how that's going to go. <laughs> so this is, I think, the first ever episode of Come Through Queen where Dan isn't on at all. I'm usually the absentee father to the Come Through Queen family, but um, Dan's missing today. I'm also steering the ship for the first time, like doing the little recording thing. I've got an app open on my computer it's all very scary. Yeah, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> um, we've also been watching the royal wedding. Um, hats everywhere. Yes, lots, um, and lots of hats. Hats and hats. Hats and hats. Oh my god! What's your? Who was your favorite hat and a hat? So I have to go with the spoiler alert: one true queen, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, because I loved her lime green look. Okay, I was feeling a mall. Amal Clooney, and I kept on calling her Huma Abedin because they, like, take up the same headspace in my brain, like, women who are much too good for the men that they're with. That's fair. Um, Good comparison. But I loved uh, the mustard look she had. I also really loved Serena's hat. Yeah. Fascinator thing. Also, fun fact, Serena and... uh, (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Serena and... uh, 
Amal were in the main room, in the main stage, but I think that Oprah was in, like, the second string world. Wait, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I didn't see her in, like, the main Hogwarts room. She was, like, in the other room with uh, Posh and Bex. That's upsetting. With Marcus Mumford. Which, uh, someone please call in and explain (laughs) how he is friends with, um... Meghan Markle. I think that he's friends with Prince Harry because all famous British people are probably friends. Oh, he's British? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was from, like, Oklahoma. Are you kidding me? Okay, Mumford and Sons <laughs> is, like, a very... It's, like, probably the most het thing, aside from, like, straight intercourse. <laughs> um, so, like, I should be excused for not knowing that the Mumfords are from the UK. Mumford, like, sounds UK. No, it sounds like fucking Oklahoma. No, it doesn't. Okay. But I also went to school in Oklahoma, so maybe I don't know anything. Sad. Okay, should we get into Drag Race, the reason for the season, the reason why we're here? Let's get into it. Actually, no, the reason why we're here is because we both live here and pay to (laughs) live here. Um, So let's get into the episode. So we're still reeling from The Vixen. We are. Um, and the message on the mirror was misspelled? Was it? It was supposed to say triumphs, but then like it looked like Trumps. Oh, no. Um, so just another reality show where we're getting a mention of Trump these days. Yikes. Um, what are you, we haven't heard your thoughts on Vixen um, in the Come Through Queen family. What are your thoughts on her departure? So... I feel bad for her because I feel like because Eureka is getting a winner edit, Mm -hmm. she's getting a more negative edit than she really deserves. And I think that her conversation with Asia last week was a reflection of that, that she is very often painted as this angry black woman figure, but Mm -hmm. actually she's really someone who is a champion for people who are trying to be on the come up right and like not for nothing the vixen's original point is still valid um and it is a thing in the drag race community and i think like the conversation needed to be had and i think people's eyes are open up and hopefully it gets better for um queens of color who are treated poorly by this (laughs) sometimes really awful fandom (laughs) if we're being honest yeah yikes um, so Steve- also, I did like her glitter look. Oh, I yeah, it was creative. I did too. I loved her glitter look. I didn't love the, and I said this last week. I think I didn't love the wig choice. But- no, the wig was bad. But I hate that wig on literally anyone. Like Milk loves that type of wig. I'm yeah, not about that wig. The only time I really love it is because it was associated with um, the Fame Monster era, um, the Lady Gaga era. So. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so we get Stephen Colbert, which. Weird. So, the way... It's pretty obvious the way this all sussed out. Um, Stephen Colbert did the... Sorry. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> um, did the thing at the Emmys with RuPaul, um, where RuPaul played the Emmy. Um, and this was obviously filmed at the same time. Um, it's just RuPaul being smart and using situations where she had a cameo to also film something for her show, which she did for Alex Trebek, too. So, was Stephen Colbert on What's the Tea? No. 
So usually when they have randos come into the workroom to just like pop in and be like, hello, I'm here for some reason. And then not in the rest of the episode, which is usually super weird. Like Lisa Kudrow that one time. Like it wasn't weird with Bianca just because it's Bianca. Mm -hmm. And she had like a real reason to be there and give critiques, but usually it's super weird. And usually it's because they were on What's the Tea and Rue just like grabs them and is like, come into the workroom. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, let's pause for a second and talk about your scholarly ambitions with the drag race world what was the first season you watched and how deep are you in you obviously listened to what's the tea so i've listened to a couple episodes of what's the tea honestly what's the tea is not my favorite it's they talk about the same thing they're like millennials ah we're old um so i don't usually listen to it um i love drag race recap that's my second favorite drag race related podcast you don't have to pretend like this is your first favorite this is my first favorite (laughs) so i wrote a podcast blog post for work and i interviewed dan and they're finally gonna publish it this week and i'm gonna sound like an asshole because i'm like my favorite podcast is come through queen and i'm on it oh my god that's hilarious promo so wait what was the first season you watched like as it was airing so the first season i watched as it was airing was season six um, and then... Have we lived together that long? We have. We've lived together <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> because, like, I, I introduced you to Drag Race. Yeah. Yes. I remember, so I remember when it first premiered, when, and that was, like, back in the days when, like, I'd be sitting at home and watching, like, top model reruns for, like, ever, mm-hmm. and they would promo Drag Race, and I'd be like, oh, I really want to watch that, but for whatever reason, like, it was on a, at a weird time, or we didn't have logo or something like that. But it was always something that I was interested in watching. Mm -hmm. And so because it was like in the household, I was like, okay, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to watch it. So we watched season six and then we went all the way back and watched everything except for, I think, season one because it's not available at all. Mm -hmm. And all-star season one because it's generally regarded as skippable. All-star season one, the moments that are worth it all happened in Untucked, I think. And then also the lips... My... We'll get to this later, but we were talking about it last night. My favorite of the non-elimination lip syncs, which was Raven and Juju B. Um, so let's talk about this mini challenge. Um, it was a game of memory, which is actually really fun, where they bring in a bunch of like pit crew guys. Um, notably, the first trans pit crew member, Lace Ashley, who you might know from a show called... I forget what the show was called, but it was about like trans models living in New York City. Isis King from uh, Top Model was in it and that. Um, he's really hot. That's all what this segment is about. It's about the men being really hot and the queens being like overwhelmed by their hotness. And I thought that the moment with Eureka, like forgetting, <laughs> <laughs> was actually really hilarious. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, Aquaria looking really thirsty also, Mm -hmm. um, which was really funny. Um, My favorite mini challenge so far this season has been the one where they had to sit on things, just because it was so, like, ridiculous and weird, and they made them sit on, like, a dead real fish. That's, like, (laughs) that's derived from, like, this weird um, part of the internet that, like, people get off on that kind of stuff, which is weird. So... In college, my friends and I became obsessed with this video called, oh my god, obsessed, (laughs) god, Um, with this video called, like, it was called Cake Farts, and it was someone sitting on a cake and farting, but, like, to be totally, like, not to kink shame, but, like, that is a thing that people like. 
So I that mini challenge I think was derived from like that specific genre of the internet. The more you know. See, that's like <laughs> that just shows how little I know. Um, well, you're a I pet, was, so you can't. I was thinking that it was like, what's the weirdest thing that we can do that's not the chicken challenge? Yeah, the chick. Oh my god, the chicken eating challenge, which like gets brought up more and more these days. It was so disgusting. I have like this image in my brain of Morgan McMichael's like vomiting. Ugh. Anyways, this was a good. I love. I love a mini challenge, and they're doing them every episode this year. And I love this one because it's just like fun, but. Um, I saw a good point from um, Evan Ross Katz, friend to the show, um, who pointed out that the underwear that the underwear brand they chose wasn't flattering. Like no, they kind of like cut off your butt in a weird way. Which... It like made every butt look like weird and flat. Yeah, and like you shouldn't like cut off mid cheek. That's right. just like not a flattering underwear shape in general. So um, the winner of the challenge was Asia. Asia. No, it no, wasn't. the mini it was challenge. A, it was uh, uh, Aquaria. Aquaria. Yeah, because she she did the um, the Robbie Turner where she forgets to assign herself a role and then ends up with a shitty role. Let's talk about that. That was so dumb, and I thought we were seeing the end of the Age of Aquaria. Spoiler: alert, We didn't. Too. When you get when that's the perk for the mini challenge, and it's not like oh you get like a cruise or some wigs or some nails, whatever. Like use that to your advantage. You're in a competition. That's the point. Um, what did you think of the maxi challenge breast world? Okay, so first of all, it took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to figure out what it was supposed to be a parody of. Because when I heard the name of it in the trailer last week when I was watching the episode, I was like, is this supposed to be like some kind of like a best friends thing? Like I could not figure it out until I saw the little like fake logo thing. And then I was like, oh, okay, it's a Westworld thing. I'm dumb. Do you watch Westworld? I've seen one episode and then I watched the very end where semi-spoilers, like one of the robot ladies like swats a fly on her neck and then like looks super creepy into the camera and I was like I can't watch this alone anymore so I stopped watching it oh I don't watch um I consider it a het show um like bad breaking bad yeah (laughs) I would say that it is the one reason that I was sort of down to get interested in it is that the book was written by Michael Crichton who wrote Jurassic Park and I love Jurassic Park Mm. But it's, Does he just love, like, a theme park? He loves a theme park. And also, like, it's very, like, oh, people take science too far and shit breaks bad. Like, that's that's the deal. The thing that I think I would like about it is it's very similar to, um, if anyone plays Overwatch, there is, like, a Blizzard world and also some of the characters in Overwatch are robots, so I feel like that's similar. This is not relatable content. <laughs> No, you would be surprised. A lot of play, people play Overwatch. I know they do, but like I'm saying, that's not my my content wheelhouse. Also, I was playing with um, Chris Carlin, who has appeared on the show before, um, the other day, and some weird person was playing like weird, like really misogynist, like parody music or something like that, and we convinced him to play Ariana Grande, and he did, like into the microphone. It's a win. Yeah, it's a win. Um, so. Who did well and who did bad in the Breast World Challenge? Um, okay, so Aquaria, shockingly, did well. Um, I was 
impressed. Me too, but also, like, her being a robot, not a stretch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, also, we got a little view into her friendship with Amanda Lepore, um, who is an icon who everyone knows that Trinity Tuck, Trinity, Trinity the Tuck Taylor did her for Snatch Game last year. Um, also, if you've been, like, to any weird NYC parties in any weird, like, hotel, you might have run into her. Um, legend, all-star Fan favorite. Queen. 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 Um, and then, so, Aquaria did well. Asia did well. Asia did well. Um, Monet did well. Monet did, Monet did, Monet did well, but Monet didn't do well enough. Yes. Which I think is, like, the running trend. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Asia. Let's talk about whoever wrote this sketch, and, like, we're still doing Sarah Palin jokes in 2018. Which, like... It's sort of a reach. Like, we can't think of another conservative woman who's on TV all the time, who's a little um, bit more relevant. Like, you can't have Megyn Kelly. Tommy or... Lauren, or whatever her name is. Oh my god, that'd be a nightmare. Um, so we'll write the next time you try to write a conservative woman. Um, call us Viacom, Bravo, what, not Bravo, uh, VH1, whatever. Um, Monet did... Monet was strong, but, like, she was outshone by Asia and Aquaria. Yeah. Um, the only person I thought that actually did poorly was Cameron. Yeah, they were really grasping for straws at who's in the bottom this week, um, because I thought that everybody was, besides Cameron, was safe, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. at least, like, nobody was, like, really, really bad, which I think explains the end of the episode, which I won't get into yet, um, but I thought... Yeah, I thought Cracker was fine. I thought Eureka stumbled a little bit, but also, like, fine. I thought that Eureka was better than Cracker. My thing with Cracker is I feel like every time she's doing something like this, it feels like she's trying really hard. Yeah, she gets into her head too much. Inner saboteur. Yeah, um... And it, so every time, like, she's acting, it comes across to me like she's acting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's very, like, watermelon, peas and carrots. I thought this out a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, though, I'm sort of rooting for her. I don't, like, I like everyone now, save I don't love when Eureka talks, but... Yeah, so Eureka, I Eureka was interviewed by Drag Race Recap last year after the finale, mm-hmm. and I got to really like her as a person then. But I think they're doing such a weird thing with her edit, where they're giving her a winner edit, but they're also making her seem obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So I like her as a queen. I like her drag. I think that she's a really sweet person, but I think that the way that they're presenting her is making her seem more obnoxious than she is. Is, if she's the winner, she will be like... She's the first... She would be the first big girl, right? She'd be the first big girl. She would also be like... The second winner that nobody really likes. Like, isn't... Like, Tyra Sanchez is up there right now because she's of... She's a loon. The, the bomb threats and all of that yeah. stuff. Um, I will say, I think Tyra Sanchez was the first victim of the racist drag race community um but that doesn't excuse her most recent behavior related to drag con um but eureka would be like the second one who's like not 
beloved. Though I do know people who don't love Sasha Valor because they think that she relies on brains too much. <laughs> Which is like such a funny thing to not like. I don't like there are a lot of people who thought that Shay was robbed. Yes. That season. But that season correct me if I'm wrong, did was that the season that they didn't do any mini challenges or did was that All Stars? They Because I remember reading on Reddit like people were like, Where are all the mini challenges? Where's the pit crew? I think it was season nine. Um but also, like, that season was just, the the finale was different. And Shay would say to us herself, like, yeah, she was robbed to an extent because she won the most challenges. But also, the way the finale was set up, she lost fair and square. Yeah. Um, I still love uh, Honey's conspiracy theory that Shay wasn't allowed to wear a long wig for a reveal. <laughs> 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 um... So, shall we talk about the runway? Let's talk about the runway. Do you have the looks in front of you? Um, I have the looks and also I took notes. Oh my god. So, I'm, I'll am I'll go through and name the person and you can say what you want to say if this loads properly. Uh, oh, oh. Um, so, let's start with Ms. Cracker. So, I wrote toot, but she has a him issue. At the yeah. very bottom that you can't really notice unless you're looking really closely. Um, Reddit thinks that this look is boring. I liked that it was very Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. I liked the homage to Bob, which is her drag mom, slash according to... Was it Monet who said that she hooked up with Bob? A cracker and Bob hooked up? This was in the reading challenge. Oh, Somebody was yeah. like... You had to, like, hook up with Bob to get to the top or something like that. But, like, gay people hook up all the time. Yeah. Um, I liked that it was an homage to Devil Wears Prada. I also think there was a little bit of an homage to Iris Apfel, who is, like, a New York City fashion person. She's, like, 90-something and, like, wears those huge glasses and all that. Oh, yeah, I know her. Yeah, I liked it. I just, I don't like the material on the dress. Yeah, I could see it being a little bit, a little bit better. Um, but overall, I think it was a pretty good execution, with the exception of that hymn, which was very Derek Barry. Yes, let's talk about Asia O'Hara. Um, I thought this look was hilarious. I love the shoes. Um, I love the wig choice. Mm-hmm. Um, once she explained that she was doing the tired ass showgirl thing, which was a nice little wink to Fifi O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the whole put together situation, the glasses switch, everything. It was a kooky look. I liked it. It was campy. I loved it. I loved the bowl with the potato chips and the glasses in it. Um, I loved the shoes with the socks. I Everything. I loved it. Yeah, the slide sandal was hysterical. Yes. Um, Monet. Uh, also loved this one. It was just really funny. Um, but that being said, I think that the reason that she didn't win this challenge is that she didn't wear a big wig mm-hmm. after Rue told her to wear a big wig. Right. I agree. When they tell you... when they, <laughs> This was like actually like a really explicit, like, <laughs> do this and you will be rewarded, and she didn't do it. Um, I get that she already had a look picked out, um, but yeah, I think that if she wore a bigger wig, then she would have had a better chance. Also, they love this kind of sight gag, like the added plush body part situation um i like when shangela did it last 
in All Stars 3, they loved it. They love, like, for some reason, that gag always works. Yeah, I think that also explains the outcome of the lip sync a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. Um, let's talk about Aquaria. So, this is the most I've ever seen Aquaria look like Sharon. Yes, agreed. Uh, um, I don't get old lady. She does look a little bit like my mom trying to look young, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, she... Not, does she? She Well, minus the blonde wig, yes, because my mom does not wear a blonde wig, but this is like something that my mom would wear. Um... I don't get old lady from it. Like, I think that it's chic. I think it's high fashion. I don't... Mm-hmm. And I understand the concept she was going for of, like, older woman in New York still very fashionable, but she didn't tap into it quite as much as Cracker did. Right. Um, Ross said it best, like, winner for a different runway. Right. Also, this home stands for Ross Matthews. Yes. Um, who is next? Eureka. Eureka! Um, so this is a lovely Darian Lake wig. Oh my god. Um, I don't think that her makeup made her look old enough. Agreed. Um, And I also, um, standing for Ross Matthews, completely agree that she looks like Paula Deen dressed as a witch. Oh my (laughs) god. Hilarious. Um, (laughs) She looks like she would actually win. Remember when they did the First Ladies Challenge in season four? Yes. She looks like she could be like a contender for that with the outfit. Maybe not the wig, but the outfit. Yeah. She was saying when, you know, when they do the voiceover, when they walk down the runway, she was saying like, this isn't something I would usually do as Eureka. Eureka is really fun, campy. I would usually go into that. Knowing RuPaul, why wouldn't you go there? Right. Exactly. RuPaul, like... As iconic as RuPaul is, she loves the dumbest set of humor. Oh, she absolutely does. In the world. Um, Speaking of which, let's go to Cameron Michaels. So, I like this look as she looks like every southern granny at a wedding. She looks like, like, at, she would be like at a get-together happy hour at a uh, nursing home or assisted living home in Florida. Like, perfect. Yes. That jacket is, like, the quintessential granny thing. Yeah, and she really went all in in terms of the makeup way more than any of the other girls did. Mm -hmm. The mannerism she had down, the movements, I think that she did a really good job with it. Um, I did agree with Ross about the tattoos. Yes definitely agree with the tattoos like if tattoos would work on like a granny in maybe like what aquaria was trying to do yeah well she was like i'm tattooed from top to bottom meanwhile like where are the tattoos bitch i don't see any tattoos (laughs) (laughs) um so guest judges let's talk about abby and alana i love abby and alana do you watch broad city um i've seen a couple episodes i'm bad at tv usually yeah um i really like them um, on and off their show. I liked that they... Oh my god. So, <laughs> programming note, we're recording at my apartment, which if you've heard previous episodes, is closer to the ground and louder than where we usually record. So if you hear honking... Just, it's, it's Jocelyn ne- Fox! <laughs> oh my god. It's New York City, baby. Um, anyway, so Abby and Alana, um, I, both, I really like them as people and as actresses and comedians. And also, I think they kind of embody what we as fans would be like if we were 
guest judges on the show mm-hmm. just like freaking out and really excited about everything that's about to go down yeah i i love when we have drag race judges who are like excited to be there and who are clearly fans um and who do so much more than like what shania twain did who is by the way dead to me yeah she was <laughs> a terrible as a judge b apparently now terrible as a human <laughs> um we can go into that but like shania like why you didn't have to say anything Literally, <laughs> like you're canadian just be like i wouldn't have done anything i'm canadian okay so the winner of this week's episode was asia so fine but like I really liked her look. She was good in the challenge, but I don't think that she was like the standout of standouts. Who that, do you think was the standout? No one. I think that everybody was kind of like on the same level. Like I don't think that anybody really rose above in any capacity. That being said, I love Asia. She's from Dallas. I'm from Dallas. We stand a queen. Um, I thought Aquaria was impressive the way she took like the two lines that she had and made it funny i think so too she also like completely screwed herself over with that because she like she absolutely could have ended up with something terrible like imagine i think if she had somehow ended up with the role that cracker had she would have crashed and burned yeah yeah, less is more with Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get the lip sync. It's between Cameron and Eureka. Um, they had a Jocelyn Fox, speaking of, and Laganja moment for the gods. And they both ended up doing splits at the exact same time, which is something I love. Like, if you're going to... I, I'm over a split these days, but if you're going to split, make sure it happens at the same time as the person you're lip syncing against. Yeah. Trinity Taylor had some thoughts about this what on What did Twitter. she say? She was like, I'm over splits. People just do splits. And it as like a stunt in the lip sync when it kind of takes attention away from the magnitude someone is as a lip syncer and they're not mm-hmm. as good. Alexa. Alaska commented on it and was like, yeah, this is definitely why I don't do splits, not because I can't do them. That's funny. Which is hilarious. Um, I agree with Trinity's point most of the time. And like I said, I just like that this one happened at the same time. Um, I think the a couple people who like stand out who don't need to rely on splits to me are like Peppermint. Yeah. Peppermint has tricks and like her madonna lip sync is one of my favorites of all time her stronger lip sync i think is sort of underrated because it happened the same episode as the sasha valor so emotional lip sync um and then monet has great lip sync skills that don't rely on splits hers was my favorite of the season Mm. so uh Everyone's a winner, baby. No one's going home, which I hate when it's wasted on, like, two people I don't care about. <laughs> Me too. So, first of all, I was, like, whatever the opposite of gagged is, like, I knew it was coming as soon as they took a thousand years to be, like, Eureka. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, we were, like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Like, she's she's staying too and as soon as she announced cameron first like we know that they're keeping eureka on she's getting such a winner at it it was just like oh okay like get around to it right 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 um and then we 
before we go into the freaking week in the Winter Queen, um, next week they're doing an episode with social media stars, and I happen to know one of them personally, which is fun. Um, so we'll, I mean, like, we're not, like, close, close friends, but we've spent a week on a bus together going through the South and have remained in touch since. Um, so that'll be fun. Also, Frankie Grande's on it. <laughs> Shine bright like a Frankie. <laughs> um, Tyler Oakley, the the new, who's newly a hunk, is on it. Um, and Kingsley's on it, who I don't really know, but between those three and then Raymond Braun, who I know, um, are the four people that I recognize. So it should be interesting. I love a makeover challenge. We didn't get one in All-Stars 3. We did not get one in All-Stars 3. Um, I really like... The one in Season 9, I think, is going to be probably the best with the people on the show, the producers. I think that it it makes it so special when they did that because, like, those people who work on the show know everything about it. It's... It, it made it so great. So we'll see if this one lives up to it. Um, but it should at least make it interesting. All the Tyler Oakley fans will be tweeting about it. Um, so fun. So let's go into the freak of the week. And since you're the guest, I'm letting you pick. So I'm thinking that just based on the current situation that we're probably the freaks, you and I, because... We've never recorded here before, and you've never edited before, and it might be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see if it even makes the internet. Um, <laughs> and I'm fine with being one of the freaks. Okay. Um, one true queen. I'm going to go with... Um, should we pick somebody royal? Should we, I, I, I thought you said it was going to be the queen. My, yeah, I mean, we should probably pick the queen. The actual queen, she Queen Elizabeth. great in lime green. Yeah. Yeah. We'll one, do that. One true queen, the queen of England. Yes. The actual one true queen. She truly is. <laughs> Isn't it weird that, like, she has other relatives that aren't, like, Harry and William, yet they only get the credit because they're, like, in line. Like, she has other grandchildren. Who are the, technically have the same relationship with her as those two, but yet they get a fucking. I'm watching Hoda Copy and Savannah Guthrie talk about William and Harry. What about Eugenie and Beatrice? Yeah, no one cares. Care, yeah. Don't care, don't care. Sad. Okay, so Val, thank you for coming on. Where can we find you online? Oh God, don't find me online. Uh, you can find me at Valerie underscore Pritchard on Twitter. Did you change your thing recently? I did. Oh. Is that still my handle? Now I gotta look. Oh my god. What? I, Who are you? <laughs> I, that's not even my handle. Oh my god. It's V.E. Pritchard. <laughs> was, your handle was never Valerie underscore Pritchard. No, but you know what? My uh, my Instagram handle is Valerie underscore Pritchard. Great. So find her there. She also sometimes comments in the Come Through Queen group. Find yeah. that on Facebook. Find um, me there. That's my better content. It's been pretty active recently um, with all the goings-ons. Um, yeah, you can find me at Not Brendan. You can give us a call at 71747-FREAK. Um, a lot of people call during Bravo episodes. We don't get as many Drag Race calls, so would love to hear your Drag Race thoughts. Um, that's that. Like, comment, subscribe. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Come through, Queen. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.